America Report with Ed Martin. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. My old friend Hal Shirtliff, who is an extraordinary guy, runs Camp Constitution, campconstitution.net. I'm making I'm making sure I do it right, uh, Hal. We are just talking off the air. But I, what I'm most excited about is his new book, which a few months ago he sent me a proof of, and I saw it, and I said, this is fantastic. And it's good timing, I think. It's important timing. And then I emailed him yesterday and said, is the book out? And he said, yes, last week. So here it is. So we need to get him on the show. Hal Shirtleff, the book is The Racist Roots of Planned Parenthood and Its Legacy of Death. Available yes. at campconstitution.net if you go there or at amazon.com. Welcome back, Hal. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me on. Well, so tell me about this. I mean, you, you have a lot of uh, tools on your tool belt there, but what made you write this book? Well, I've, I've learned about uh, the racist roots of Planned Parenthood many years ago. I read a book by George Grant called um, The Grand Illusions. The legacy of Planned Parenthood. I knew about the Negro Project, which is um, something that Margaret Sanger, its uh, founder, hatched. You know, her goal was to get uh, black ministers and black clergy. I'm sorry, black clergy and black doctors to promote birth control initially, and then eventually it was abortion. So that was launched in 1939, and I came across a letter that she wrote to a Dr. Clarence Gamble, December 10th, 1939. In the letter, she says that it's a three-page letter. I actually held the original letter in my hands. Wow. It said that we don't want word to get out that we wish to exterminate the Negro race. And that's why the clergy and the doctors, uh, the black doctors or Negro doctors and clergy will set their more rebellious members straight. Now, they claim that she didn't want to exterminate the Negro race. And even if she didn't want to exterminate them, she definitely wanted to curtail their births by a big, big, big percentage. Right. And I think she's been wildly successful. But at one point, I was doing an, an article about Planned Parenthood, and I looked at the letter, and I noticed the address on the letter. Uh, Dr. Gamble lived in the town of Milton, Massachusetts, which is right next to Boston. It's sort of a bedroom, somewhat bedroom community, uh, very right. wealthy. Uh, and then, you know, there's some blue collar uh, working class there. And I knew the neighborhood very well. So I uh, back in eight, late 18, I got my uh, our camp chaplain, Reverend Stevie Kraft, who happens to be black, to read the letter across the street from the house that Clarence Gamble lived. Now, we qualified. I said, don't come down and protest in front of the house. The house is the, he's, the, he died in 66. Right. We don't know who lives there. Right. So he read the letter and made commentary. And that video was up on our YouTube channel, Camp Constitution. And then it dawned on me that just about maybe eight or nine doors down, and this is a high-rent district, to say the least, that's where George H.W. was born. And so Prescott Bush lived in the same neighborhood wow. around the same time. And Prescott Bush was Planned Parenthood's first treasurer. And I wow. said, oh, my God. Yeah. And it was ironic that Bush died that same day that we made that video, November 30th, uh, 2018. Mm. Wow. Um, so I know I didn't go into it right away, but I thought, you know, that uh, I found out that the Clarence Gamble papers were at the Harvard Medical School Library, which is on the Boston side, not in Cambridge, but in Boston. And it's the largest library, medical library I understand in the world. And it was right before the lockdown, January of 2020, that I spent several hours, three or four hours. I didn't see one letter between Bush and Gamble, but I got all this correspondence from from Sanger and Gamble, and I that Negro Project letter, um, and I found out who funded the Negro Project. Uh, oh. And this this is not too well known. Albert Lasker, 
who was known as the uh, father of modern advertisement. You know, if you're a female and you smoke, it's probably because of commercials he uh, he yeah. established way back then, you know. Right. You have your own cigarette now, baby. You've come a long, long way, that kind of stuff. He was a Republican, interestingly enough. He married Mary, um, his wife, Mary, who was a close associate of Sanger. She ran the birth control uh, place in New York. Uh, she married a she married a man named Reinhardt, who was an art dealer, wealthy guy. She divorced him, married Lasker. They founded the Lasker Foundation, which exists to this day. If you go to their website, they have nothing but high praise for their uh, two founders. And I asked before we put the book to, into publication, they said, you have a statement on the racist roots of your founders. And they never go back to me. I sent several emails and they didn't want to respond, <laughs> but, uh, which I thought was pretty fascinating. Um, and so, yeah, he donated something like $20,000, which today would be about a half a million dollars. Oh, my. And they wow. started uh, using clinics. And of course, this, and the letters point out the South. It's always where there's, there's and the, the word Negro, by the way, was a generic term. It wasn't meant to be offensive in those days. Yeah. Uh, today it would be, but in those days it wasn't. And it was one of their colleagues was, uh, uh, she was a doctor and she had a clinic. And it's all, all, all these letters are in the book. She had a clinic down in uh, Florida, Lydia, I don't think of her last name offhand. And in one of her letters, she said the Negro birth rate is, or the colored birth rate is too high. And I'm thinking, hmm. you know, who are you to determine what the colored right. birth rate should be, you know? And also there was some very interesting, other interesting people involved here, you know, um, uh, and I have, I, and that's why it took me a little while because after I had a, tr I transcribed the letters because uh, I had to take pictures of them. I couldn't just, you know, photocopy them. So they didn't come out. And some of them, and I put pictures of all of the, um, I put pictures of letters in with the, uh, right after the transcribed letter. But it was just an interesting uh, number of people. Also, uh, Sanger had, she was a, uh, incredible, I mean, she was evil, but she had to give the devil her due. She was so good at organizing and getting people to work. She had Nazis, she had communists, and she had Klansmen. And one of the communists was, uh, we all know his name, most of us, W.E.B. Dubois. Now, mm -hmm. he joined the Communist Party late in life. Hmm. He was. He said this, and I have the quote in the book. On the other hand, the mass of ignorant Negroes still breed carelessly and disastrously. So the increase among Negroes, even more than the increase among whites, is far from the population least intelligent and fit and least able to rear their children properly. Now, if a white person say that, you would justify it and say this guy was a flaming racist. But right. it was, this was uh, Dubois. Right. And. Uh, Ernest Rudin, who was the man in charge of the Nazi sterilization program, he was not only he was a really close colleague of the whole eugenics movement in the United States. He used to travel the United States regularly and give and and he actually got an award by Hitler. And the only reason why I believe, and you know, the other people believe that he escaped Nuremberg trials is because he had so many close colleagues in the United States yeah. and in England that it wouldn't be quite an embarrassment. So he just sort of quietly let him go his way. And then uh, I came across something called the Puerto Rican Project, which was something I never heard of before. Right. So in addition to the Negro Project, the, have, were you familiar with the Puerto No, Rican I never Project? heard. I never heard it. No, until your book. I didn't know until I saw yeah. your book. And so um, now Gamble, his big thing, uh, he would, by the way, Gamble was the grandson of one of the founders of Procter & Gamble. So he was a, he was an heir to their fortune. Mm -hmm. His specialty was uh, abortifacients. Uh, Spongers, Duraform, the things that they were using, you know, to promote to prevent births back in yeah. the 20s, 30s. And then the pill. 
And it was a man named John Rock. He was supposed to be, he's a, he's a good Catholic boy. He, <laughs> John Rock and um, a colleague of his, they announced, he was from Brookline, Massachusetts, where Dukakis, Michael Dukakis is from. Right. And so they used to use, they, 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 they use some of their patients and then they use um, mental patients in bed in Belmont, Massachusetts, the uh, wow. McLean hospital. And then they said, now we're going to, we're going to go to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is relaxed when it comes to birth control. And they use about 1500 women in a very poor, poor town. Uh, I forget the name of the town. It's in the book here. Uh-huh. And uh, they, some of the women died, not many, several died. Some had blood clots and, and then a fine is okay. Now we can market it. And it was put on the market. Uh, I also have something that might disturb some of our friends. It is a speech given by Martin Luther King. He was the first recipient of the Margaret Sanger Award. He and Lyndon Baines Johnson. Wow. And if you read the speech, now, King didn't probably write a lot of his speeches. Right. Whoever wrote this speech could not have called himself a disciple of Jesus Christ. In the He referred to large families as evil. He compared huh. what he was doing and Sanger that they were on basically on the same page. He said, you know, she got arrested. She did a lot of uh, she was arrested, as you probably know, mm. yeah. uh, for yeah. doing what she was doing. She had a flee to England for a while and she came back and she got a slap on the wrist, I think. And he said, but they ha- she has to follow a higher law. He's trying yeah. to refer to God, you know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I said, uh, oh now, my goodness. Yeah. No, how unfortunately, how amazingly we're out of time. Now, Camp Constitution on that was where you can get the book. This is what, what you just heard as uh how a spoke, it's how the book reads, too. It's this kind of all these things. You, you read it thinking, wow, how did that how did I not know that if I hadn't heard that about? So uh it's worth checking out. The again, the book is The Racist Roots of Planned Parenthood and its Legacy of Death. Uh, and uh, how Shirtliff is the author. He also is the founder and leads Camp Constitution at campconstitution.net. You'll see they have their upcoming camp in the summer, July 14th through July 19th. You should look into that if your family, your children, if it works for you, you should apply. But I've got to go to a break. I'll get in trouble with my uh, producers. We've got to take a quick break and I'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. <laughs> 